0: Hey, you busy fundraiser. Yeah, you. Listen, I know you're busy planning an event and you shouldn't have to worry about what software you're using for events and online giving and peer-to-peer fundraising and auctions and mobile bidding and text to give. It's all at OneCause, onecause onecause.com. Listen, I've been using OneCause for a long time with clients all over. It's designed for busy fundraisers. It's intuitive. It's a powerful fundraising solution for your next event and you should be using it. Go to onecause.com. They're a sponsor of the show. They're amazing. They're awesome. And there's free resources galore at onecause.com. Check them out today. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to donordoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com, use the code word "Do Good Better" at checkout, and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Marts knows that you got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Marts is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So contact Brady Marts to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit.
1: Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. Most of the times, the people who can actually help us do good better are leaders of small and medium-sized nonprofits. I got a great one for you today. I'd like to welcome Stacey Schaefer. She's the founder and Executive Director of the 31.8 Project. Stacy. welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. Very excited to chat today. And as with uh, some people who are kind of maybe flipping through iTunes and Spotify, or maybe even YouTube, they're like, well, this sounds very interesting, but they might not know all the details of what the 31.8 Project is. So If you would, to kind of kick us off here, would you give us a 5,000-foot view of who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today?
1: Absolutely. So we are a nonprofit that works to prevent human trafficking in North Dakota. And we do that three different ways. Our first way is by um, providing education. So our main thing is like, let's educate people about this topic, whether you're a school, a professional, law enforcement, medical community, Just an interested person from the general public that wants to know more. We want to connect with you. We also have something called our survivor mentorship program, where we work with adult survivors of human trafficking. So these individuals are usually referred to us after they've gone through some type of rehabilitation program, but then want to reach their next goals. Maybe they want to be a survivor leader. Maybe they want to go to school. Or maybe, honestly, they just need help going to the grocery store. Those are the types of things we are going to mentor them through. And then finally, we have our bravery backpack program, which came about um, where law enforcement, sometimes they have to arrest a parent or guardian in the middle of the night. And then we have these kids that are waiting for placement. So they asked us, could you put together a backpack of essential items and just um, activity books, things like that, that we could give to the kids that we work with. So that program is geared for ages 2 to 12. So in a nutshell, that's the work that we do.
0: It's fantastic. I think, um, and again, what amazing work that you do. I think it's always very uncomfortable to acknowledge the fact that this exists within our state. It is not something that we talk about freely. It's not something that, uh, you know, human trafficking, that must be something in the third world country. That doesn't happen in our neighborhood. Um, How prevalent is this? How how has the response been as you go out and educate uh, this area about human trafficking here?
1: Absolutely. So since uh, 2016, the North Dakota Human Trafficking Task Force, which organizations like myself and other organizations are part of, have worked with over 600 victims of human trafficking, with 80% being North Dakota residents. So does it happen here? Absolutely, it happens here. It doesn't just happen in big cities, as it also happens in rural communities as well. We have been doing this work since 2015. I started my work personally in the anti-human trafficking movement in 2006, so I can tell you at that time, it was definitely not recognized as an issue here at all. People didn't even want to talk about it. Since 2015, though, and going into 2022 here, people seem more receptive to the fact that we have to have a conversation about it, because things like social media um, tie closely into this as well. So, we can't continue to ignore it, technology, it can be a real really great thing it can also be a not a great thing if it's not utilized the proper way and knowing that like we have to have these conversations otherwise the co- crime just continues to uh, grow
0: I think, yeah, part of the solution is beginning to take that first step with acknowledging, A, it exists, and then B, having a conversation about it in an environment that's not sort of wagging a finger. It's a like, hey, let's bring everybody together and let's talk about this. We'll come up with the solution uh, together. Yeah. Uh, running a nonprofit is very difficult. I think everybody who's listening, who runs a nonprofit or who works at a nonprofit, they're probably shaking their head up and down very much. Yes. However, Uh, The mission that we serve at each one of our organizations is really what gets us up in the morning. And is there a story that you remind yourself of or you remember when the going gets Mm -hmm. tough and it's hard to do work, but you remember this one particular success story that pushes you along to kick butt during the day?
1: For sure. It's actually the foundation of why we were created. So I, um, my first case of human trafficking that I ever worked on was with a little girl named Anna, who was trafficked at the age of eight from El Salvador to a brothel in Guatemala, where I was, um, volunteering at the time. And, um, while she was in that brothel, she was repeatedly sexually abused over and over again. Now, regardless of who you are or what your age is, that's gonna be a traumatic event. Um, fortunately, we were able to intervene and bring her back to the shelter we were I was working at at the time and provide her with services. So a lot of people see Anna's story as a story of tragedy, but to me, it's always been a story of success because she survived to share her story and she's actually doing pretty well today. So she's my inspiration and motivation for why 31A Project exists. So that's that's what keeps me going is just remembering Anna.
0: I love it. And you probably, like the rest of the nonprofit world, uh, sort of experience a whole bunch of uh well, ups and downs uh if you will is there a particular um sort of uh struggle or a thing that you just were kind of just like wow that came out of nowhere and how have you sort of ex- uh sort of succeeded or overcome a challenge at the thirty-one-eight project
1: mm-hmm. yeah the thing as you've said i mean earlier there's a lot of things that go into running a nonprofit and you're constantly looking at grant funding, your donor base. So that's one side of it, right? You have your mission of why we're doing this work. And that has its own challenges as well, where, you know, we might be working with someone and something seems to be going really, really well. And then a bad day comes and we go backwards, right? So then we have to figure out, okay, we can't give up here we have to find a way to keep moving forward. So it's a balance of not only like, how do we make sure we sustain and we're doing the right things and we're staying in our lanes, but at the same time, making sure that we're appropriately representing the individuals that we work with. So I think it's a balance of trying to figure that out and making sure that we're doing the best to our ability to make sure that we're we're following our mission.
0: I love it. I love the uh, stay in our lane as much as possible. Mission creep is so easy to get out of scope as quickly as you possibly can, but it's hard to say no to certain things when you are sort of live your mission every single day. So I appreciate uh, that as a part of the conversation. And of course, as you've been doing this uh, work for a number of years, you've probably learned a couple of things along the way, which is always fun because we'd love to hear what you want to share. So is there a tip or a trick that you would give to a nonprofit leader like yourself that you said, hey, this worked for us. It might work for you.
1: Yeah, something a mentor told me a long time ago is find what you are good at, stay, focus on that, but then hire other people to help you with the additional things, right? And so like for me personally, it's been great being the director of this organization. I enjoy like running meetings, applying for grants. What I don't like is math. Right. So for me, the first thing we did is hire a stellar accountant, right? Because we need to make sure like our finances are always up to up to speed. But then also knowing like, what are other areas that I could delegation Is probably a big thing, too, that we're not always great at doing, Um, allowing our counterparts, our colleagues, our board members to engage um, more actively. And sometimes I think we almost hold people back because it can be a, a type of control thing. So I've had to really learn is like delegate what you're not great at and focus on the things that you are good at. And if there's just some things your organization can't do, hire those things out. So those would be, I think, some of the tips I've learned over the years is we're not you're not going to be great at everything. It's just it's not possible. So save yourself a little bit of the heartache and um, figure out what you need to delegate out or hire out to other people. That would probably be my advice.
0: (laughs) That is a wisdom beyond your years as a nonprofit leader is sort of acknowledging that this isn't a bottom line expense. It's an investment so you can get back and stay on track. Uh, with your mission. So you don't have to do 10,000 things every single day. Um, and again, it's kind of getting out of that founder syndrome where like, I have to do everything rather than I get to do this. And uh, and that's a wonderful reminder. We don't remind ourselves that enough uh, is uh, we can let stuff go uh, because other people are way smarter than us in certain little tasks. And that is such a, a, a wonderful relief to uh, have once you do it. It's a very difficult to take that first step. So I appreciate you uh, mentioning that. And I'm sure that people are wondering, how on earth do we get a hold of the 318 Project and how do we give them boatloads of money? I need to know where we go to do all of these things. Stacy, give us the uh, who, what, where, when, why on how we can support you For and what sure. you do.
1: Yes, yes. Always looking for whether financial or even volunteers or people to participate in the Bravery Backpack program. So there's different ways you can assist us. Um, But the best way to find out what we're doing is visiting our website at 318project.org. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and YouTube. We also have a YouTube channel as well. So that's where I would definitely direct people to if you want to know more about what we're doing as well. Because I do think, you know, if people are willing to give to us, you, you should know what we're doing. And should ask us some of the tough questions of how are our funds being spent and things like that. And we try to be pretty clear on some of those things. And through that is um our website, and then our social media channels. We also have one newsletter that goes out once a month as well. And you can sign up through that um, or to receive that on our website. That would be another area I would say if you want to, you know, just hear about the projects we're working on, we send out one, um, one a month for that
0: not a lot of emails in your inbox, so I think everybody should sign up for that. We'll have every link down in our show notes. And while you're clicking around, by the way, click and subscribe to this podcast because this is the type of guest we get. This is the kind of cool thing you get to learn uh, by uh, signing up on like iTunes and then give us a five-star review while you're at it. And then immediately go back to the show notes and click on the 3118 Project links below, and uh, give as generously as you possibly can, because they're doing amazing work. Thank uh, thank you so much uh, for what you do. I think bringing a lot of this to light is not easy work. It is uh, sometimes, uh, well, a lot of times traumatic work, um, and it is unbelievably important work. So thank you so much for what you do uh, here in our community, and thank you so much for being a guest here on the official Do Good Better podcast.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you're go to do that's universitycom and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesomer, a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free, because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, DoGoodUniversity.com, go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, use the promo code PODCAST, take 25% off of anything that you purchase, and I'm going to throw in a book as well, because I want you to do awesome, I want you to do awesomer, and I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today.